Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going? Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 84. We're going to dub this one the Shannon Sharp, Chris Weber, and Randy Moss episode. Why on earth did you pick three guys who never played for the Steelers? Because <laughs> they were number 84 and they were very good at it. They were good at it. We just don't want to give AB any credit. That's yeah, I mean, He's not a Steeler anymore either. He's in, He's out there. Yeah, you know, like, if you told us, like, a year ago when we started doing this podcast that, you know, Antonio Brown wouldn't be the number 84 on our countdown, you know, I think that would have been surprising. But, you know, things sure fell apart fast, didn't they? They did? That they did. You know, I just, for no reason other than, like, you know, idle thoughts, I was doing the dishes the other day, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, everybody, like, who jumped all over Juju for fumbling that ball in in the last game of the season, like, what if they won that game? Like, what did they think was going to happen? Like, <clears throat> with all the stuff we found out after that final game about A.B., skipping practice and getting into a fight with Ben and, like, bailing on the team and going AWOL and being, like, you know, shut out from playing in the game and having his agent try to, like, tell Tomlin to make him, you know, eligible and, like, that whole thing. Like, did you think that team was going to go anywhere in the playoffs, like, knowing what you know now? Like, is it a little unfair to, like, pile on Juju for, for dropping the ball? Especially when you're Antonio Brown. Right. Like, you're already on a different team don't be, like, tweeting at Juju saying, you know, like, you cost us the playoffs. Because, like, you know, Brown's antics would have cost them the divisional round. Correct. The way I look at it. So, well, anyway. I look back around, and ironically, when I look at Steelers all time, I Google Steelers all time, uh, number 84 is AB's not even on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's a little bit of, like... I mean, that's like um, Stalin-esque there. Like, you, uh, you can't deny his contributions. Uh, so we got Jeremy Tooman. Mm. Played 99-07. to Jeremy uh, Tooman. He was then, also the guy, one of the two Steelers that that guy used to impersonate. Remember that guy who, like, got arrested for impersonating Ben yes, Roethlisberger? He yes. also, I guess when he wasn't feeling as confident, he would tell women that he was Jeremy Tooman. Yes, and then also another notable... Once that worked a couple times, it went to his head. Another notable one was Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. 88 that, to 91. Mike Malarkey was awesome, man. You know, I remember the best thing was... they Randy played, Grossman. Randy Grossman. I don't even remember him. He uh, sounds 70s. like a pro wrestler. So he was 70. 74 to 80. He was on all four Steeler teams. Randy Grossman sounds like a, like a made-up pro wrestler. Other than that, the rest of the names on here are nothing notable. Those are the three most notable names that were 84 other than Antonio Brown. Um, but again, I Googled all time Jersey numbers, 84. There was nothing in hockey, uh, Chris Weber in basketball. And then he had Shannon Sharp, who was a stellar tight end with three Super Bowl rings. Did you say he was a stiller tight end? A stellar. 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 Interesting accent. Is that like, uh, Zelianopal <laughs> accent? Where does that come from? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> view. Uh, and then Randy Moss, uh, was 84 whenever he was in, uh, Minnesota, and I think he might have been 84 on another team at some point in time. Yeah. Um, but, Probably you know. Patri- Patriots. Maybe. No, he was 81 with the 81. Pats. Um, 
I'm sure the Pat the Pats had an '84. It was like Troy Brown, yeah, or Dion Branch or something. Yeah, '84 is usually reserved for wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, we got that going for us. Did you see AB's going to London? No. Yeah, the Raiders are going to play in Tottenham's new stadium. Oh. They're gonna. That's going to be the first NFL game in the new Tottenham stadium. I think they're playing like the Bears. Huh. But anyway, like. I'm very, I'm very interested to see what what he pulls off and how that goes over, because like they they do the red carpet like big there in London. Is I he, mean they they have like you is know. He allowed to leave the country. Yeah, sure. Okay. As far as I know. I mean, they don't have like buildings that are as high here in the states, and the windows aren't as big, so there's not as much <laughs> of a risk. Like, everything's on a smaller scale over there because the buildings were built before humans became all, like, ginormous. Big. yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, you know, the other thing is that, like, they call the cops bobbies. Bobbies. So, I mean, it, might, it might help to, like, know that, A.B., before you go over there. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, don't fuck around in Europe, you know. Don't fuck around other countries... Know know the laws of the country you're going to. You you've traveled abroad mm-hmm. to several European countries and Asian countries, and yeah, it's, it's definitely good to know, you know, what not to do um, wherever you head. Um, so yeah, there's that. There's that, but then there's also like there's some countries where bribing is kind of like part of the culture, and it's a slippery slope. It it can you know, but no, in all seriousness, like. Um, you know, if the bouncer says that, you know, you owe them $5 or they're going to call the cops, like, yeah, just, you know, pay the pay the cover and then <coughs> give don't, them ten. don't go to the club and call it even. Yeah, give them 10. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we're going to speak on a little bit more local football. Uh, we had the Riverhounds tonight. They played Indy 11 in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup um, with a win. And a lone goal scored by uh, Kendaro Forbes in the 85th minute. In the 11, had a few really good chances throughout the game. The Hounds' defense and goaltending were on point this evening. Hounds um, had a really crazy chance too at like the 70th minute. Right. I did. Where, did yeah. you see the highlight where I like, did see it, like ping pong? I, 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 I actually got home and I was like, oh shit, I can still catch like some of the Hounds' game on ESPN Plus because yeah. I have that feature. And Amanda's like, are you seriously gonna watch? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it real quick. Shit, there's only 10 minutes left. You know, so it ended up being like 14 minutes because they had four minutes of overtime, of extra time, you know. And, uh, but yeah, I did get to see some of the quick replays and whatnot. And I, let me tell you, the coverage on that shit goes out quick. Like, as soon mm-hmm. as the game's over, boom, 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 it's over. Like, yeah, they, they don't have a lot of, uh, post game production. Like, I, kn- I noticed the halftime show, they, they had a couple segments hosted by John Champion and Taylor Twellman. You know, they're, they're the, like, lead. They're, like, the Jim Nance and Tony Romo of ESPN's MLS coverage. So it's a big deal when you've got the MLS guys doing a halftime show for, like, two USL teams. But that's that's the U.S. Open Cup. And, you know, through winning, the Hounds have advanced now to the fourth round. So they're going to play somebody from MLS. They're going to get an MLS squad in here. The draw, um, we're recording Wednesday night. The draw is Thursday at, like, 11 a.m. So... If you're hearing this podcast, you know, like, pull over your car, you know, make sure you stop safely, pull out your phone, and look it up. It's it's not going to be a Canadian team, because the Canadian teams in MLS are not eligible for the U.S. Open Cup, because it's the U.S. Open Cup. 
not like you know the U.S. Canada Open Cup. All right, now you can explain this to me because I don't know the answer, and I'm sure you do. Or if you don't know the answer, you know something about the answer. I'll just bullshit for uh, this previous Saturday uh, Memorial Day weekend was uh, the 25th. The game ended in a nil-nil tie. That was with the Charlotte Independence. But it shows that the Riverhounds had a goal at the 36 minute, but there shows like a red card on it, on the score sheet. No, that was just uh, Joe Greenspan got sent off. That's not a goal. Okay. That's just a red card. Okay, so that's a lot, just, a that's lot of just a... score. Yeah. Like the events of the match, like red cards get entered in like the same columns usually. Or like, okay. like, um, like ESPN's on, uh, on their desktop, like Gamecast feature anyway, they have like a timeline. You know, and like anytime there's a ball, that means someone scored a goal. And if you like wave your mouse over it, it'll say who. And the same goes for like yellow and red cards. But yeah, so no goals. But you know, that's good though that it, you know they were down a man for two thirds of the match, and still managed to pick up a point. That's that is good. That is good. And then they got uh, they, the Hounds head out uh, to play Indy Eleven in Indianapolis this Saturday. They get to play at Lucas Oil Stadium on that. Beautiful NFL Colts field. Yeah. With so many lines on there that it's hard to tell where shit's at. It is tough. Um, it'll it'll be probably about as empty as the episode of Parks and Rec where they had Andy's bachelor party there. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, though, like, you know, it's it's cool to have, like, a little rivalry going with Indy right now. It um, is. You, you you beat them in a cup match, which is much more important. Much more important than a regular season. Regular match. season, every every game counts. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a different style. But I mean, the Hounds are used to playing on turf anyway. So, and then you have the Hounds. Uh, they have Ottawa Fury coming back here June eighth, but we're sure there's gonna be a game before that with that with the USL Cup. Uh, I would the, love the to see Open them host cup. Philly. That would be so awesome. I don't. I don't think they've ever played Philly, much less had them here. Um, well, they had DC United what last year? Yeah, or the year before? The year before. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if they do replays in in the in the Open Cup, like in in England in the FA Cup. Um, if it's tied at the end, they just go play it at the other team. They replay the match like at the other team's stadium, like a week later or whatever. Um, you know that that way, like if you if you're like if you're like a smaller team and you have to go on the road. You know, you earn yourself a tie. It's like a big deal because that means like some bigger club is going to come to your home stadium and you're going to get to sell out. You know, an extra an extra date that you weren't even budgeting for because you didn't expect to beat that team or tie them in the first place. Um, I don't know if they do replays, but I I think that might have been the case with DC coming here. Was like, you know, they went down to RFK, you know, earned themselves a tie, and then DC had to come here, but. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm, you know, looking forward to just seeing who the who the draw is. Um, we'll find that out tomorrow, yeah, Thursday. I, I doubt I'll like be watching it. I don't know if there's like a stream of it anywhere, but those draw ceremonies are a big part of online soccer fandom. I'm coming to realize, like, you can always watch the Champions League draw every year, and they they also do their awards at the same time. So it's it's kind of how like hockey does. You know they'll have like a whole like award ceremony, and then they'll also be like, okay, now we're getting now here's like the the pots for the champions. Well, I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow. We'll get it posted somewhere. Whether there's yeah. an online ceremony that you can bootleg through like Edmonton or whatever. yeah, you might not want to. They're not that exciting to watch. Really. <laughs> but we have that going on. Also, let's talk about some international soccer. Today was the final in the Europa League, and the one guy I work with uh, explained this to me as it was kind of the 
NIT tournament of soccer, but the champion gets a bid to the Champions Cup next year. Precisely. So, and which is have... a, not always it's not always a big deal because sometimes sometimes the team that is in the sometimes one of the teams in the final of the Europa League has already secured a Champions League spot through other means. Like if Chelsea had finished in the top 4, okay. Or I'm sorry, if Arsenal had finished in the top 4, which they didn't. Like the only way they could qualify for the Champions League was to win this match, but Chelsea was already set because it was like it was like Man City, Liverpool, um Tottenham and Chelsea was the top 4. So, because Arsenal is out of the picture, you know, Chelsea gets in by way of being the um, Europa League winner. So it can, like, there's still one spot in, like, the top eight seeds. Because they have eight groups, you know? So, like, basically to guarantee yourself, like, a, to be, like, the top seed in your group, you know? Like, Chelsea just did that today. And then that not was not necessarily the Chelsea case. Chelsea beat, who was They it? beat Arsenal. Arsenal. It's two teams from London. And they had to fly, like, halfway across the world to play this game. And it, it had a lot more at stake for Arsenal than it did for Chelsea. But still, like, Chelsea's doing good right now because they will be, you know, one of one of the top eight seeds in the Champions League. I'm learning a little bit of soccer. Yeah. And they, the way they do bit. the seeding, it's it's all... They have, like, math. It's, it's, a, it's very similar to, like, college basketball with the, like, whatever analytics they use like the rpi and the, the thing they like the net that they have now right you know where they just basically rank every country based on how well their teams do in the like european competitions you know so it's like you're building like a resume for your conference so to speak by like doing well in tournaments where you have to play against other conferences and then this saturday june 1st coming up is the champions league final uh and that is a one and done this could go to penalty kicks yeah and that's on at 3 p.m., um, so that's, you know, that's kind of late there, but, you know, they go late It's 9 o'clock Spanish yeah. time. Yeah, but that's not unheard of. Like, Spain, a lot of Spanish games, like, kick off at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock because, you know, they, they go late. My parents went to Spain, and they're like, you know, people don't eat dinner until, like, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Um, it's really true. So <laughs> That's like living in New York, or even if you are in Pittsburgh for that matter and you don't have theater tickets or whatnot. I know Amanda and I will go out and we'll have a 8.30 dinner oh, well, you know you know 9 o'clock dinner how we do have you no think problem I, with that how do you think I end up getting rides home from the owner of Amel's <laughs> you know what I mean it's not because I've been there since 6.30 <clears throat> you know we roll in for dinner at like 10 right you know? and then Mike's like Gotta shut it down, guys. <laughs> no, he never, never. No, no, because we're not assholes about it. Right. Like we we both worked in restaurants, so we we stick to the one hour limit. Oh, yeah. And also, like you know, he's like, if they're not cooking, they're cleaning, and they'd rather cook. And I was like, I know that too. Yeah, I right. know that feeling for sure. Right. So you sit there and like, it's fine. So make me some dinner whenever you guys are ready to go. We'll leave. That's what yeah. I I always tell people like me being a bartender and also being a patron of ours. I understand that we have to be out. By two by you know two o'clock right yeah you know last call your last drink you can serve me is at one fifty nine I have to be out by two thirty mm-hmm. um, and it's like I know it might be a slow night and you guys hey we might be able to close a little bit early at night that's cool I can you, see it just tell me when I, when I need to go yeah you can tell when you can tell when you walk into a joint yeah. if they're gonna be like closing in a half hour or not mm-hmm. you know I mean 
I, some of the bars that we frequent are open till two, no matter what. Yeah. There could be no one in there for four hours, and they're still open, and you could walk in at 1.30 a.m. and be the only one in there, and they've been empty for four hours, and they're, they're still serving. Yeah, and if they set their clock ahead, like, ten minutes, like, don't fucking bitch. Just go, yeah. go with just, the bar just, clock. Just go with the bar you clock. You know, when in Rome. Yeah. You know. Do what needs to be you done. You know, you're on Roman time, son. So anyway, like, you know, that that's a very important digression and like we're not yes. we, we could go all night on just service industry. Oh shit. god, it's so good we <laughs> Yeah, we could. I I mean, I don't even work in that business anymore, but you, you know. want to? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't have time. It's still it's Yeah, you're right. I you don't. don't have time. I I I I want flexible hours if I have like a flexible yet predictable Right, and that's not what you get in, no, in the restaurant. No, you don't get that in the restaurant biz. So, and you and your lady have both been out. If of it I for... if I need a second job, like I'm, I'm gonna do like something where I just beat the shit out of my car and my phone. Don't you already do Lyft? I do, but you know what? I haven't been working. I haven't really needed the money nah. so much. Um, I I, I ended up that. I ended up making like a thousand dollars last year. That's all I did. Like it wasn't even enough to to make them send me a 1099 <laughs> so i just i just had to like you know I, I guess i could have just skipped that that line but fuck i don't want to get audited heard that so you know it's like whatever here's my money so uh this saturday three o'clock eastern standard time you're gonna have the champions league final on and that's going to be tottenham and man not liverpool uh liverpool tottenham and liverpool they're uh, both red <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're going Man United. You think of Man United, um, yeah. Liverpool. And they're playing in Spain. So we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. That'll be a, uh, a fun event to watch. I know uh, the guy I work with has already made sure he has that whole day off. Yeah. So he can just coast through, wake up late, watch some soccer, and then coast through whatever he does after that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a good day. Like, I've, I've got some stuff going on early. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll be sure to be home in time for that because you know I start work at like five, yes. so three to five is just gonna be my time to rest up and Get ready prepare for myself work. mentally for my work shift. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this uh, this weekend <laughs> is a uh, great golf tournament going on. But before we get to that one, we're gonna pop last week. Um, Kevin Na won the Fort Worth Invitational at minus thirteen with Tony Finau in second. At minus nine, Spieth was up at the top, and he was in the final grouping on the um, uh, on the final round. There, uh, he fell off, struggled in that final round. He ended up tied eighth at minus five. This week, the tour heads to Jack's place, Mirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. All your big names are playing this one: um, Tiger, Spieth, Mickelson, Bubba Watson, all of them. If they're a professional golfer right now in the top 100, they're playing this tournament. It is awesome. Uh, Jack Nicholas, of course, is Jack Nicholas, and he's getting up there in age. And you know, um, <clears throat> everybody goes to his tournament. It's like whenever Arnie had his tournament down at Bay Hill, and all the guys still go to Arnie's tournament and pay yeah. homage to Arnie. Um, today, uh, Tiger uh, played with Peyton Manning in the pro am because uh, before certain tournaments, they they have a a, a pro am uh, that they have going on. <clears throat> It's a practice round for the PGA guys, but these other guys like Peyton Manning got to play with uh, Tiger today, and their conversations <clears throat> were fun, from what I understand and from what I read, and from the clips I've seen, 
they were talking about how Peyton Manning had to change his game after his injuries and his surgery with his neck fusion and everything mm-hmm. else. And Tiger, how he had to change his game and his swing with his injuries and his knee surgeries and his back surgeries uh, and whatnot. Tiger uh, did uh, barely, barely missed a hole in one. Uh, it rolled right past the cup within an inch and a half and sat like two inches outside. Shit. Uh, and then, of course, Amanda was like, when did the PGA guys get to start wearing shorts on the tour? I'm like, they're allowed to wear shorts in practice rounds and in pro-amps. They're not allowed to wear shorts Thursday through Sunday. Because uh, ESPN and Mickelson were having uh, fun times today as he was flexing his calf muscles and everything in his, his you know, white, 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 white legs. <laughs> Man, okay, so like... Yeah, Phil Mickelson, he's... Yeah, he's white. What are you going to do, man? <clears throat> like, he doesn't... He he golfs. Like, golfing is not conducive to having tan legs. You know? Well, even me, if, yes. What, do you, do you ride no. with, like, your, your, like, leg hanging out the cart to, like, get sun? Um, Actually, I usually do have my left leg out of the cart. Uh, now, the way I play sometimes, I just want to lay down on the grass and, like, just be still for, like, ten minutes. But, like... You're mostly, most of the sun, I feel like, it's like on your cheeks and forehead and like the back of your neck. Back of your neck, like, your arms. Phil Mick, for Phil Mickelson to have like tan calves would require him to like, be I in think, shorts like, all the time. Not just be in shorts all the time, but like not play as much golf. Because you're standing up. Like he could play barefoot and get like really burned on the tops of his feet. That's like some of the most like low key underrated worst sunburn you can have, by the way. Uh, also in the uh, world of golf news, Justin Rose's caddy, uh, Mark uh, F- Fuchler, uh otherwise known as Fuch on tour Fuchs. with the caddies, <laughs> he is um, taking a leave of absence. He underwent heart surgery in January. He returned for the Masters in April, and he's taking another leave of absence um, with him. And I'm sure Justin Rose will pick up another guy on the bag and still perform very well as he does. Uh, typically on the PGA Tour. Did you go out and play any golf? No. At all? Get no. on bike rides? I did get a, I did open streets on Saturday. How was that? It was fun. You know, it was freaking humid as hell, man. Um, but it was a great... Saturday was great because I got up, I got my bike ride in. Um, it started to, like, cloud up and get a little windy, like, when I was just finishing. I did, like, 25 miles. Um... I get home, I'm like, I'm going to take a nap in the hammock until it starts raining, inevitably. It never did. It never so did I woke, I woke up from my nap, like I took like a half hour. I wake up, I'm like, well, if it's not going to rain, I'm going to mow the lawn, because I still have time. And so I, no, I rode 25 miles and mowed the front and backyards before I had to work Saturday night. So it was a super productive day. And then I, and then I had Memorial Day to, you know... Just, just enjoy the outdoors and not, not have to worry about even leaving my house. Sunday, so I worked Friday night, Saturday night, whatnot. Sunday for me is my, I'm always off Sunday, Monday, and um, Sunday was our annual pool party at our friend's dad's house. Charlie, mm-hmm. he's like the godfather of the group. We walk in and kiss the ring, uh-huh. and uh, you know, we, I, you know, walk in. I took a cooler full of beer and mm-hmm. took a bunch of munchies and. Whatnot, I, I, you know, I didn't wear underwear all day because I was in a swimsuit. And then uh, as soon as I took my shirt off, I didn't put that back on, so I was getting back in the car. 
So I got a little color up on the top side. Yeah. You know, it was good. Floated. I floated in an inner tube in a pool with a beer. And then I got out to go pee and to eat. And I got back in the pool. <laughs> I smoked a cigar in the pool. <laughs> I was in the shallow end leaning with the cigar hanging out of the pool. Not just like puffing away. Like floating in an inner tube because I didn't have an ashtray. Or I didn't want to blow the one little kid's inner tube up, you know. Yeah. Um, it didn't rain. Like, it rained in the morning. Like, I was getting ready, and it rained while I was in the shower. And it quit. And it didn't rain again. Yeah. Like, I, well, I got up and got a shower, got ready, and um, realized that the one singular pocket in my swimsuit was only big enough for my wallet. And I still had to carry stuff in my hands because I went in and grabbed two mixed 15 packs of beer, you know, a couple bags of ice, which I'm glad I got the ice when I did because it was, I got the last... I got the last two or four bags in the ice mm. container, and uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I mean, we didn't have people over. I didn't get any ice. You know, just we had enough space in the fridge for the beer that I needed, and uh, you know, I I made it to the parade. The the Brookline. Oh, the Brookline was that the was that the uh, Monday parade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I heard it start. Did you? That's yeah. that's what happened with me. Like I, I woke up, and it's just like, the parade's starting. Like if I if I and I wanted to stay in bed and just try to sleep more. But when you have a howitzer go off. But exactly, dude. And like, <laughs> and then they got the calliope music like immediately after that, and it's just like by the time I fall back asleep, like I'm still gonna be able to hear the parade. It's probably gonna be over, and I'm still gonna be like tossing and turning trying to fall back asleep. I see what I first. And moved. so I needed a Gatorade anyway. So I'm just like I'm Might just gonna well walk up to the boulevard. No, I walked up to Pioneer. I got like I had I cut it off. I right right to the end of Fordham when when the cop drove by, and then I saw the whole parade. You know, started started making my way down towards the CVS. So I'm walking on the sidewalk, like, oh look, it's Connor Lamb. Like you know, shook his hand. You know, it's like two years in a row. Yeah, whenever I lived in Dormont, where I lived, was literally half a block off of West Lib and Pioneer. Yeah, and. It would come right past the house, and of course you hear that goddamn cannon go off. And yeah. It's like, and it just rings. It doesn't matter if you live in Brooklyn or Dormont, Mount Lebanon, Shannon. You hear that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how the sound carries. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can hear KO band practice from my porch. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's like, you know, I feel like that's kind of far down the hill. Like, down a hill, up a hill, down another hill. Well, it depends if they're practicing at the field or if they're practicing at the school. No, they're practicing at the field. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, no, not the stadium, but there's, the, I mean, the field. Yeah, yeah, the field, the school. The school. Yeah. yeah. So, Play yeah. It, yes. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Memorial Day, though, was great. It was great to relax and chill. I got to play. Uh, I was scheduled off work on Friday, but I ended up picking up a shift anyway, but I still mm. got some golf in. Um, you know, it was beautiful out. Um, shot pretty well. I was happy with myself. Nice. Shot 84 at South Park. I'll take it. It's cool. You know, but, uh Yeah. So that aspect, I think we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we're going to come back after that, and we're going to talk some NHL and NBA. So we'll be right back after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview uh, with shows that are like ours, but a little different. they got Awesome Cats, which is all tech, Wrestle Mayhem, of course, you know what that's about, Fishing Without Bait, and The Broadcast. And also, don't forget to go to boldpittsburgh.com and take a look at what we have going on over here. Amanda just posted an article about Southern Tier Brewing down on North Shore, which is quite awesome. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see that part with our partners uh, over at Jenny Lee Bakery, where you can order their bread directly through us. So we'll be back in just a few moments, folks.
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for a second uh, round here today at episode 84 of Bold Sports. It's unfortunate that the Penguins are not in the Stanley Cup final for a second straight year, but we got spoiled two years in a row. And it's a tough game. And to win back-to-back was great. But now, currently, we have the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins are uh, off and they finished up Game 2 this evening. That series is going to be tied 1-1. The first game, the Blues got off to a hot start in the first first period of the game um, of Game 1 with... uh, with two goal with a two goal lead early in the second period, then the Bruins woke up after eleven day layoff with four unanswered goals. <laughs> the the eleven day layoff is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I was like all weekend just like wanting like something to watch. Like Sunday night is a big sports night. It usually. is typically, and there was like nothing on. Baseball. I mean, there's baseball, but you know what I mean. Like there there should have been a basketball or hockey game that night. I felt. Um, but whatever, they, they feel like, you know, Memorial Day and the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals should be, like, a thing. Because um, it's not the first year that they did it that way. Not at all. Like, I, I remember, like, 15 years ago, like, going home from a barbecue and flipping on the TV and being like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a hockey game on now. Um, <clears throat> you know, nonetheless, an 11-day layoff is a long time. Um, yeah, it is a long time. And... I had an 11-day layoff. Um, the Blues had, I think, four because yeah. they won on a Thursday. They won Thursday, and then they did or Wednesday or Thursday. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to start till after the holiday weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when Boston scored four unanswered goals, it was just like... That God, was ridiculous. They're, they're going to win this series in four, aren't they? Uh, well, and then you had game two tonight. Uh, game two uh, was hot. In the first period, both teams scored two goals quickly, and then it cooled off with good defense um, and good goaltending. The Blues coming out on top at 3.51 into overtime with a goal. And um, who was it? Uh, Carl, uh, Carl Gunnarsson, first career postseason goal. He hit the post in the third period um, from the point. Uh, so, he came back and got the goal in overtime. Well, that's awesome. You, you hate to lose a game in overtime and then have that, like, post haunting you. Right. So, that was good. He came back, got that goal. So, they're going to have a two-day layoff as they travel to St. Louis for games three and four. I mean, this isn't like the times of Lewis and Clark anymore. Like, No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think, that, yeah, they get two, day, two games, two days. And Were they taking the Greyhound? Like, how does that work? Uh, train? <laughs> <laughs> well, they might never get there. Train from Boston train. to St. Louis. Who stops in New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, they're gonna, Chicago. They're going to stu- get stuck behind a freight train in PA. It always happens. <laughs> yeah, always I, happens. I, I believe they get two games off. Don't Two days off. Don't hold me to it. Let me pull it up right quick. Uh, because I know it depends. They always gave that extra day of travel. There was a day in between games, and then there was an extra day. Of tra- and then there was two in between travel days. Um, I guess you want them both teams to be at their best, and you know, let 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 Boston settle into their hotel and 
I mean, if they were in Pittsburgh, they'd have to contend with, you know, fake fire. What's today? Wednesday. Like. Today is Wednesday. It's so yeah. tough to tell with the holiday. Because... Yeah. So they so they play again Saturday at eight o'clock. So they have Thursday, Friday off. Okay, but we have an NBA game Thursday. So we do. The NBA something. does start. The NBA does start Thursday. Okay. And then I guess Friday the lesson is like, go out, go to like St. Anne's Fair or something. I don't know. I don't even know when that starts. It's starting soon. It's got to be starting soon. It's July usually. I've seen signs for it. Yeah. They're starting to pop up. So yeah, the, the signs for all the Catholic school church fairs are coming out, which is awesome because I can go make some money. You can. <laughs> Do you play? You talking about the card game? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's my not, my not. one buddy used to play in that card game at Saint Anselm's when he was like thirteen. <laughs> right. Like they knew. There's no way. There's no way that you were mistaking him for like whatever the age limit was. To I know. We did it with the. I grew up at Assumption Parish over in Bellevue. Uh huh. And um. It, it was the same thing, 18 and over, but yeah, we were all playing, whatever. Um, I mean, the priest is dealing blackjack, for God's sakes, right? <laughs> um, you know, with his nondescript Starbucks cup, or previous, yeah, right. whatever previous to Starbucks cup it was, full with the sacramental wine, uh, or in his case, MGD. But, uh, <laughs> see, my, my parish where I went, like St. B, like, we weren't real big on festivals, so, like, we, we would, like, go to St. Anselm's Fair and St. Morris Fair, and you would basically, like, fair hop all summer. Yeah, fair hopping's always good. But, you know, whenever the, the Catholic churches, they have the, the, the blackjack and the poker and whatnot, for blackjack, they only use four decks. Yeah. I mean, come on, anybody can count four decks. It's not hard. <laughs> I mean, it's 64 10 cards and 24 aces. I mean, you got a plus minus, like, 17-5. Isn't it, like, <laughs> a sin to, like, count cards in the Lord's Casino? <laughs> I mean... Isn't that, like... I think like the third. I think that's pretty clear. So, that was probably so, on so the third Assumption, tablet. Assumption doesn't have a festival anymore, but the last year they did. I went, and my parents helped run the bingo and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there playing blackjack, and our pastor was standing behind me and watched me for about a half an hour. And I just pretty much straight up beat up the church for like, how much can you beat up the church for? Two dollar hand blackjack. I don't know, probably a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and <laughs> next thing I know. My dad comes around the corner and says, yo, what are you doing? Give it back. Take take what you started with and give it back. Give the rest back. He's like, this is a church festival. We're here to, to make money for the parish and to support the school. Not for you to sit here and count cards. Get off the goddamn table. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Father Dennis is like, what the fuck? What's he doing? He's like, he learned his grandfather talking about how to count cards when he was a kid. He actually paid attention. That's something. <laughs> Good job, man. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I mean, you don't have to count to 21. It's not that hard because, uh, you know, as a Catholic boy growing up, it, you busted after 21. So why'd you have to count past 21? So, I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on, really? Uh, we're going to finish up a little bit of hockey here. Uh, for those of you that follow the NHL pretty closely or are on Twitter, Instagram, or any other social media device, um, Evgeny Kunetsov. Uh, Washington Capital player won the Stanley Cup last year at the Capitals. Uh, apparently, it took a year for this video to come out of him sitting in a hotel room uh, in his Washington Capitals T-shirt, and they were having a conversation. And the video caught um, two big humping lines of white powdery substances cut out on a glass top coffee table in a room somewhere. He denies drug use after the video <laughs> surfaced. He never tested positive for anything. 
It could have been equal. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, I don't speak Russian. Neither do I. So I don't know what he's saying in the video. Like, I don't know if you've seen a translation or anything. I haven't seen a translation. I mean, for all we know, he, he could have been saying, like, I don't do that white lines. Like, you know. Yeah. Or he could be like, you know, I don't know. Like, those are small, dude. Like, make them bigger. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you say when you're a Russian cokehead? I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, and you just won the Stanley Cup and you want to party. You know, you're not getting drug tested until September. If it's from, like, the, I mean. I mean, you're not getting drug tested until September. I mean, and if the NHL sees a video, you'd be like, look, did you see the video of me doing it? No. I think I'd still rather hang out with, like, coked up Kuznetsov than with Ovi on his, like, post cup bender because that dude that dude drank like nothing but vodka for like and, and bud, bud light and bud light for like two weeks you know i'm sure his shits were smelling pretty bad by like 10 days in <laughs> oh man and like I, i'd be like i'm gonna go see what like what's going up on in koozie's apartment um, I, I, I mean he, you know and i you know nhl players are still the best professional sports athletes to hang out with ever you know, speak, speaking of hockey players and, and drugs, like, there was a Kevin Stevens story on the news the other night about... Again? No, he's... No, about what he's doing to help people with substance abuse problems. Um, you know, and I remember a lot of people were, like, mad that the Penguins hired him. Well, no, Mario the, was helping him out. Helping right, him but they were out. like, you know, there's there might be someone more qualified who, like, is getting passed over. I, I, understand, like, I understand that. So, yeah, it, it, it the Pens hired him as a developmental coach. They didn't hire him. He's not a bench coach. Yeah, you know, in the event the Pens would go on and win the Stanley Cup, would his name get on there? Probably not. I don't care about that. You know, but that's not the point. But, I mean, like, that's also Mario helping out a buddy. Like, hey, look, you're lucky you're not in jail right well, now. Well, why would you own a business if you couldn't do that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like Mario spent a lot of fucking money, and like, you know. And you know what? Forgave it, them for not paying him as much money as well, they owed him. At well, times. and it also reverts back to, it also reverts back to is that in the early nineties, it doesn't matter if it's NHL, MLB, NFL, or NBA. If you got hurt, they just pumped you full of shit and said, "Get back out there." Yeah. Where do you think that shit started from? Nineteen ninety two, when he got his jaw broken, fucking playoff game, and he played the rest of the playoffs with a freaking chin strap on yeah well and his jaw wired shut well you know you know like i know one way to make your jaw go numb <laughs> yeah <laughs> we all do um and you know what you necessarily can't swallow vicodin pills and stuff at that point in time yeah you know but nah, i mean you know what he never tested positive or anything a video showed up a year later I don't know if it's, there's any way to prove anything it's not a good look it's not a good look i mean like you don't want your kid you don't have to explain to your kid like why they can't have a Kuznetsov jersey. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, how how many times did you see the videos or still pictures of Mike Tyson with nothing but it looked like he just stuck his face in a bag of flour? Actually, never. <laughs> there's a use Google. I've seen Scarface. <clears throat> right, but there's ones of Mike Tyson that are like so Mike Mike Tyson doing a Tony Montana. Like yeah. that's fine. Type shit. I used to call my cat Tony Montana because he, whenever I'd give him catnip, he'd end up getting it like all over his like face and like top of his head and stuff. That sounds like, like Stella. Yeah, it's like, hey, Tony Montana. There it is. Uh, we're gonna move on to some NBA right now. We got the finals start tomorrow. That'll be Thursday. 
the Raptors. This shocked me when I saw this. The Raptors have home court. Yeah. Like, did they have a better regular season record than the might Warriors? Might have. Might have. Um, Warriors, Warriors were kind of iffy for a while this year. Which, that shocks me. The Warriors being iffy. Like, Denver was, like, the top team in the conference for a long time. And hmm. Houston was also very good. Um, you know, there, there was a while where, you know, the, I think they were concerned that the Warriors wouldn't even get home court in the first round. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick recap. I mean, a seriously quick recap. Um, the Raptors in the the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Bucks jumped out to a two to two games to none lead, uh, then losing the next four straight at the hands of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Essentially, Kawhi Leonard carried that team. He triple doubled two games. Um, he was close to triple double the other two games. It was just. The Kawhi Leonard show, he played like 52 minutes in like game three with like 36 points, nine rebounds, and like seven assists, plus several block shots and whatnot. Uh, he was all over the court. Uh, but for the Bucks to just lose four straight games, two of them were at home. Uh, or was one of them at home? I think one of them was at home. Yeah. Um, that, that was just pretty much unheard of. Um, that, that's almost being up 3-0 and then losing four straight. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, being up 3-0 and losing four straight or getting a two games in on lead and then losing four straight. I mean, it's they're both they both hurt. Well, Golden State did blow a 3-1 lead. That's pretty bad too. Well, yeah, that was to the Cavs in the finals. They and they'll the never live and they'll never live it down. No matter no matter how many titles they win, like there's always No, because that, be that was the best team ever. That was but, the best that was the best regular season. They beat the Bulls' regular season yeah. record. Everything else, um, that's kind of like the New England Patriots going sixteen and zero, and then losing to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And as good as LeBron was in that series, like he didn't single handedly beat Golden State. So if Toronto's going to win this series, you Kawhi know they're going to need more than just Kawhi Leonard. Like someone else. Kawhi there's going to be like a Matthew Dellavedova, like someone you might not necessarily have heard of. You know who, who's going to be a key player? Well, apparently uh, Kevin Durant's going to be back mm-hmm. for the final. They they were saying that if Kevin Durant doesn't come back, Golden State doesn't stand a chance. I don't I, believe. I, that. I don't believe that either. They still got Draymond Green. Draymond Green. They got Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. They got Steph Curry. That's like the yeah. core. Those are those are the core three players. Like they've had guys in and out. You know they they had Harrison Barnes. They had Andre Iguodala. Like. You know, Iguodala was sick for them. They, they they had Nick Young last year. Like they don't have Nick Young anymore. I don't I don't hear anybody saying that like, you know, Golden State's not as good because of, like their their depth is is like lacking. Um, you know, they just they just like they got those core three. You know, they added Kevin Durant as an upgrade, but like their bench is just also solid. Now, how much do you think that? Uh... Drake is going to have on this with his verbal harassment and his stepping out on the court and he's having those seats in between the the announcers and the scores table mm. and whatnot. I mean, because you know what? You get a verbal guy that he's not part of the team, but he feels he is because he's yeah. from Toronto and everything. I mean, how many times? I mean, Spike Lee heckled some motherfuckers. Yeah. Jack Nicholson heckled some motherfuckers. I mean, you get some of these guys out there that they have a name for some other profession. But they're in love with the game, and they feel they're part of the team. Yeah. 
uh, I forget how many guys the University of Miami had on the sidelines for years. Uh, right, too many. Yeah. It got to a point where there were too many. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, like, I, I think it's overhyped a little bit, like, what he even did in the first place, because I think just a lot of people don't like Drake. Um, then, like, there, there are a lot of, like, hip-hop fans who don't like Drake, okay? And then, and then you, like, expand it to, like, the wider world of casual sports fans who don't even watch the NBA and certainly don't, like, listen to rap music. And then they're like, who the hell's this guy? But, like, it's not like, it's not like he got in, like, the faces of the opposing team. No. He gave, he gave Toronto's coach a shoulder rub. During a time when, like, he wasn't really even coaching. He was just clapping. <laughs> you know? I mean, everybody was going nuts in the arena. It's it's not like Nick Nurse is, like, giving, like, important instruction on a pick and roll at that very moment. Um, <laughs> like, don't yeah, go after yeah. the refs. Don't go after the opposing team. And, like, don't get in. Don't let, like, a... I mean, like, I would personally... Now, I would not go on the road. Now, have they... I would not... Like, Oakland PD does not mess around. <laughs> and they do not. I don't know what... Like, I'm sure there's, like, a cross-section of, like, diehard, you know, like, Golden State fans who are also Black Hole members. And you might not want to, like, get into a verbal yeah, altercation with also, them also at the Oracle have, Arena. Also, you might have guys like Ice-T and Too Short being there, too. Is Ice-T a Bay Area guy? Yeah. Is, does he go to games? I don't know if he goes to games, but he's from the Bay Area. Two shorts, definitely wrap it up. Well, open. right, but Ice-T is like a... He's not going to let anything go down. No, nah, I mean... You know? Those guys are old school motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I just actually listened to... Uh, Ice-T, I'm sure, is like well-versed in de-escalation tactics. Just, yes. Just by virtue of his like acting career. Yes, and, and Two Short, uh, you know, I just listened to his uh, latest album that I was scrolling through Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up too short, and I'm like, "Wait, he dropped something in 2018." And he dropped like, "How did we miss that?" Like, in between November and December, he dropped an album like in, like before Christmas, and I listened to it, and I'm like, "Dude's still hard. He has 32 albums. <laughs> like I counted it. He has 32 albums. Nice. <laughs> Starting in 1986. Nice. But <laughs> he's still dirty as all dirty. But I mean, well, that's yeah. that's West Coast Oakland dirty rap for you. Yeah, man. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah." So, you know, Golden State, they're like, they they haven't achieved Patriot status yet where, like, everybody outside of Oakland is rooting against them. Or, like, everyone outside of Northern California right. roots against them because they do have stars and the NBA is about stars. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure there's, like, I'm sure there's probably, like, three kids within just, like, a five-block radius of my house who are vote, who are rooting for Golden State. Steph Curry did wonders for that team. Oh, yeah. He did wonders for that team. Um, coming out of a small college. Coming Davidson, out of Davidson. Coming out of Davidson out of North Carolina and taking Davidson to the, uh, you know, and then Elite Eight. All, of, all the, of all the guys who have, like, knocked Pitt out of the NCAA tournament, you know, to, to, for would you have believed that, like, I would say, like, someday there's going to be somebody who's arguably better than Dwayne Wade? Right. That, like, Dwayne Wade will not even be the best player who ever, you know, torched Pitt in an NCAA tournament game. And you'd be like, whoa, are they going to play, like, you know, Duke in a game? <laughs> yeah, right. Is yeah, it going to be, like, yeah. Zion Williamson or, like, you know, yeah. 
John Wall if they had to like play Kentucky. Like, no, it's gonna be some guy from Davidson College in North Carolina. <laughs> you'd be like, whatever, man, you're crazy. You you must be a Duquesne fan, just like talking shit. Like, where would you even come up with that? Exactly. But nope, Steph Curry, man, he really done did it. Well, keep it with the NBA. A uh, few fun things here. Jimmy Butler, well-known player. Um, he's got a summer gig. Uh, so the video came out today. Apparently, Mark Wahlberg's daughter wants to play basketball and learn how to play basketball. So, Mark Wahlberg hired Jimmy Butler <laughs> as her personal coach. It's fitting. It's very telling that he didn't hire a Boston Celtic <laughs> for that job. Because the, the the Sixers did make it one round farther in the playoffs. So. Yeah. I just thought that was funny where he was out there showing her how to shoot and whatnot. And she's like, Coach Jimmy, how am I doing? He's like, doing great. <laughs> but, like, when you teased that, when you when you brought that up before we started recording and you said, like, Jimmy Butler's new job. You thought he was going to be working and at then Wahlbergs. You, and then you started, like, mentioning the Wahlbergs. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, so he's going to, like, work at Wahlbergers. Yeah, hey, you thought he's gonna be slinging burgers this summer. He's still, I still think it's just gonna end up. He's gonna be on that show. Oh, I'm sure. Somewhere. Like, there's gonna be an episode of that show where like Jimmy Butler is is doing footwork drills or something with this kid. Uh, have you also kept up with any of the um, Magic Johnson saga? He's been on ESPN. He was on uh, First Take last week. He was on another show this week. He was on uh, um, Wait uh, Get Up this. Uh, couple days ago uh we've been following that where, where a lot of the stuff that he's saying and a lot of stuff that's coming out of other media and a lot of stuff's coming out of other lakers players and organization people uh about him like not really doing the job or wanting to do the job or and, and he's maintained that like look because he took the job as a favor and then he still had his other business interests in the meantime and if he didn't come in on a tuesday because he had other shit to do like, I mean, he wasn't all in on it. We get that. Well, I have not been following this that much, I guess. Um, seems to me like you kind of need to be there every day if you're running the Lakers. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what he thought his job was. That, I, you know, I mean, like, I, th I think maybe he thought he could just, like... Be a figurehead? Run, and... you, know, you know what I mean? Just use his name and his, like, personality... To like convince people, like you don't have to go to the office to do that. No, you know, you just you just make a phone call or like send a text from the golf course, you know, or like go have dinner with a guy, and like somehow Anthony Davis ends up on your roster, and LeBron goes back to the playoffs. Um, there, and which might chance, work. It might work in college. There's a chance right you know? now that LeBron might not even be a Laker next year. There I, is a chance. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just going based off what I see on ESPN and on other sports channels and shows and articles that I read and listen to and podcasts and whatnot. But there's a chance that LeBron's not going to be a Laker next year. I don't know how big of a chance it is, but there's a chance. I mean, and, and right now LeBron is the Lakers. Yeah. You know, but the Lakers will always be the Lakers. The Lakers will always be Lakers. I mean, there's talks about, you know, uh, and they asked Magic, like, the one question was, like, would you like to own the Lakers someday? He's like, yeah, I'd love to own the Lakers someday. He's like, I could put a business group together and get it going. He goes... And hire somebody to come goes, to work he every goes, day. He goes, but I don't feel that Jeannie Buss is ever going to sell the Lakers. And why should she? She inherited a 
multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. You know, um, I believe she's still dating Phil Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So, you know, he's a person who knows basketball. She's been dating Phil Jackson since before Jackson was with the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Magic, you know, considers Jeannie Buss like a little sister because she grew up, they're, they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, she grew up with him when he was playing when he was 18 and 19 years old. It just seems like it's not well, always... Actually, a... he was in his 20, 21 when he came out because he went all four years in Michigan yeah. State. It's just but... it's just not always a good idea to... Like, sometimes former players don't make the best executives. That is correct. Um, you know, like, they, it's, it's great to have them in these, like, ambassador roles, but you need somebody who's actually willing to, like, roll up their sleeves... Put in the work. And put in the work... And especially now with like the analytics, like you can't you can't just come in and be like I'm not, I don't want to be bothered. Well, like you, you, have... you got to talk to your your statistician people and your capologists, you know, and your. And then you have former players, which were busts in the big leagues. Yeah. And end up making great coaches, great executives, great general managers, and so forth. I mean, Billy Bean is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they made a movie about the fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson. You know. Stick with your other business interests. Dude, you know? someone needs to hire that Jeopardy dude. <laughs> like, if he ever loses, which what's he What's he up certain. to now? Like, 2.3 million tonight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. This yeah, is this is Wednesday, like, you know. He'll probably still be going when you hear this podcast, because he, he wins by, like, 30, 40 grand every night. Yeah. But, but you know, he, he's his profession is professional sports gambler. And he lives in Vegas, and he said he, like, you know, sent his resume to some teams, but, like, didn't get any, like, calls, you know, as, like, some sort of, like, analytics staff. Hey, but Pirates. Now, exactly, man. You know? Reach I just, out. I just don't know. Like, I, I think that this guy's, this guy's Jeopardy winnings are, like, higher than the Pirates would want to pay for, like, a pitcher. <laughs> At some point, you know what I mean, and they're gonna be like, well, "Why don't you just go do it? <laughs> you already have that much money. Like you're good, right? You, we don't need to pay you that much because you already got it. Um, and you can use your brain power to figure out what pitch to throw. I don't know. Yeah, that's hilarious. But you know, um, on that gambling notion, did you notice that the uh, online wagering is up in PA? Well, yeah, because you have the app now that. You can sign in with the app for the Pennsylvania, whatever. It's, the, it's the, Sugar the, House. It's the one in Philly. Yeah, that, it's like uh, PlaySugarHouse.com. Well, and then there's the and well, they got all they got all your odds. Well, you on have there. one for the Rivers too. <clears throat> Do they? Yeah, because I know guys that have it connected through the Rivers that they have it through the sports book down there that they just plug their money in and. Mm. You know, they make their, their bets. They don't have to get onto the window. No, they just make their bets from their phone. I just want to be able to see what the odds are before well, the odds, down there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you're really going to, like, not that I do research, but, like, if you're going to do research, like, it helps to have the the odds in front of you. It does. As, as you're pouring over stats and trends and all that shit, so. And then sometimes you just go that gut instinct, yeah. and that that's what it is. Like, you look at a Duke-North Carolina game. It's going to the over. Who's going to win? Don't know, but it's going to the over. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was looking at because I was looking at some props for the soccer game today, and like the the easiest bet that I could come up with was first goal scored by Eden Hazard. I mean, he's been Chelsea's whole team this year. Like, it was like minus one ten. Did that pay off? Yeah. Okay. Not great, but he scored. <laughs> yeah, she was a lay one ten to win a hundred. Yeah. I mean, he he's he scored. It's just you know. Not worth a lot of money, but if, if you want a safe bet, like that was probably the safest thing on the table I could see. That would yeah. I mean I, I don't know I don't know enough about soccer to, to bet on it. That's like trying to bet hockey. Like the only sports I've ever bet was football and basketball and of course prop bets in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl and parlays and whatever else. Uh, you know, now you now you get on to the rivers in the sports book, you uh, Bruce Kepka to mm-hmm. win the to win the um, uh, PGA Championship, went off at eleven to one. I could have went down throwing twenty bucks on it, and came back with two twenty. Yeah, you know. But that seems yeah. like, that seems generous considering how good he's been playing, right? Lately. And I'm sure the next major he's going to be even lower odds. Yeah, obviously. So you're going to take somebody because whenever you're making those bets, you're you're you're. When betting on anything, you're 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 betting to win money and to cover your losses at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you only got a hundred dollars to bet, you're not gonna throw fifty on Kepka. You're gonna throw twenty on him as the as whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then throw the rest on the field. And you're gonna throw like a five dollar bet on a guy that's like twenty seven to one or something stupid. So you're still gonna come ahead. Yeah, but you're not gonna lose everything completely. That's smart. You got a, You got a good approach to this. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You gotta take what you're willing to bet, and to make sure that you can bet what you have, and you're gonna come ahead. You're you're gonna either break, come back to even, or or whatever. Right. Um, one of those perfect games for that is roulette. If you ever play roulette, uh, everybody has their own theory at it. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever wrong because it's a bounce of a ball. But I, I the way I bet, I pretty much cover my ass. All the time, uh, for the most part. I've never walked away from roulette just losing completely. And on that note, we're going to head up with Ricky Fowler. I know, right? We're sitting here watching PGA uh, or the Golf Channel. Ricky Fowler. I haven't determined if he's bringing back the mullet or if his hair's just long on top and shaved up underneath. I haven't seen him without a hat on long enough. Well, he wears those huge hats, so he he could just be tucking it all up. Yeah, he wears those big flat build hats. And I mean, there might not be a shave job going on. It might just all be like a big sweaty knot, like up underneath that, like one big dread, that large dome of the of the <laughs> bill of his hat. But in the meantime, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios uh, have going on. And uh, also, check out BoldPittsburgh.com. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Bold PGH Sports uh, on the Twitter as well. We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net. All right, folks. And we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. We're going to jump into some Steelers news. They are in the midst of OTAs. Lots of training going on over there. Marquise Pouncey is very happy with the uh, uh, progress he's making so far this season and the rest of the offensive line. James Conner feeling that he hasn't uh, earned anything yet and is looking forward to compete for a starting position 
and possible split carries with guys like Jalen Samuels. Also, uh, I already forget the name of the running back that they drafted out of... Benny Snell. Benny Snell. Yes, his dad played. Um, his dad was a defensive back, I believe, uh, in the NFL. Um, I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I mean, so far they said he's looking good and whatnot. James Conner, they said, looking real good. Um, I've seen James Conner in person recently. He's definitely, uh, I don't say he's lost weight. I just say he, he's moved it. Okay. <laughs> and maybe even put a little bit on uh, in, the, awesome. in the good area. Uh, Juju's having fun at practice. Uh, he's getting all the reps as a number one receiver. Uh, James Washington's also getting reps in there. Uh, a lot of guys are in there. Uh, Juju attended a concert this past, uh, let's see, what's today, Wednesday? So I think it was Tuesday night. He attended a concert. Not sure who was playing. But Juju en- ends up getting on stage uh, because he's Juju. And um, Juju comes on stage. He had his phone out recording. He was bouncing around, jumping around, whatever. And then there was this big old fuck AB chant broke out. So there's that. <sighs> That's real healthy. I'm really glad that, you know... We're not even to training camp, and we're already starting like anti Antonio Brown rallies in public. Like this is this is going to be a great year. I can't wait. Well, you know, they do it themselves, and Steeler fans are rabid as much as any other team's fans are. But I don't think AB. I mean, like, okay, so Juju like having fun at a concert, like. Why can't you just be happy for him? Like, why does it have to be about him versus AB? So I, I spend a lot of times uh, picking up random bartending gigs here and there. Mm-hmm. And I bartended three raves last year at 31st Street Studios. Yeah. and Sounds like not a real rave, but anyway, go on. Uh, it, it, it was Tiesto. Who is apparently pretty big. No, he's huge. He's huge. He's huge, but he's so huge that, like, not everything he does is, like, a proper rave at this point. Right. Like, so... It was a party. There was 5,000 people in this huge-ass building down in the backside of the strip district, almost Lawrenceville. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know where you're at. It was all, you know, and they had this big stage up. The light show was awesome. The music was loud and pounding and whatever, but... He brought Juju up on him, and Juju at the time wasn't, it was Juju's rookie year. He wasn't 21 yet, but he was off on stage, like bouncing around, had his phone going out, pictures, everything, you know. He does this. He shows up and just does it. He has his yeah. own, he has his own social media brand. He's building his He should his put brand. his phone away. He's building his brand. But, right, but like, why does he have his phone out? If he's already got people there to record it, put your phone away, man, and just like lose yourself in the moment. You know, I didn't have a smartphone when I went to my first rave <laughs> and it was a real rave, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're no like film executives anywhere to be found. Not at all. It was like in the middle of the woods. <laughs> no, it was at the Irish center actually. Oh, wow. That's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> raves back when they were cool. Yeah. Actually, uh, I went to one in like Moon Township. At the paintball place. Oh, yeah. And uh, they ran out of water because they were on a well. Everybody was drinking the tap water from the bathroom until, like, the place ran out of water. <laughs> well, raves aren't necessarily known for alcohol. 
No, they're not. Uh, no, they're not. But, but you, the still ra- gotta, you still got to stay hydrated. But the raves I bartended had alcohol and Again, water which is and, why I said not a real rave. Yeah, yeah. It I was, mean, I, had, I went to one at the Irish Center. If they had wanted alcohol, I'm sure it could have been provided. Yeah, right? Totally. But that's not what they're about, you know? It's not. Um, but also, looking at the team, uh, you get a, a lot of the veterans and starters are there. They're mm. in OTAs where... They get some days off, you know, or like, hey, we're going to work with second team defense today. Mm-hmm. You guys go hit the weight room or go hit film or whatever. They're still working. They're still yeah. there. It's not like they're sitting at home on their back deck, like sitting by the pool. They but should do. But they're not out there like, you know, banging it up. And There's they're, time they're, for all that. They're in OTAs. They're in shorts, helmets, maybe shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, today was no shoulder pad day. From what I saw going on, and that's all part of the CBA. Yeah, what's the point of shoulder pads at this point, anyway? I, because you can still hit up top. You just yeah, can, you know, um, protection. I guess you know. So they're really, so they're really doing some hitting. They're doing some hitting. They are uh, a lot of it with tackling dummies and so forth. It's a lot of, it's a lot um, of just orientation. I watched, I watched, like, uh, I watched the one learning. clip was uh, Ben was dropping back for a pass, and they were, um, they were throwing, like. Um, big pads at them mm-hmm. to like get them to duck and dodge and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dip, dive, duck. Dip, dive, dodge, duck. Right. Dodge. dodge, duck, dick. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, dive and, and dodge. dodge. Yeah. The five D's of dodgeball. Yes. They were getting them to dodge all these big and pads. Steve, and so, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge, you a, can ball. dodge a ball. There you go. <laughs> uh, so the CBA. Uh, has it so these guys can't be going full bore all the time. That's why during the week, where a lot of people say the NFL game is getting weak, is because they only have one padded practice a week mm-hmm. during the season. Yeah, it's such a weak sport. Like Ryan Shazier <laughs> literally like paralyzed himself for a minute, right? Like playing at full speed in a game that is very violent when played at full speed. Mm-hmm. But sure, if you want to call the NFL soft because they prefer to like you know, experience their injuries in games that count as opposed to practices that don't count. Like, yeah, I guess, like, get on your soapbox, you know? I'm not on any soapbox. It's not as bad as, like, the fact that, like, instant replay in the Kentucky Derby took 25 minutes, in my Jesus. opinion. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, like, let let the guys, like, not hit each other as much as they have been. So you have the guys like D. Maurice Smith, who's the executive director of the NFL, Tells the players to save money in case of a work stoppage in 2021. Did he say that again recently? Yes. Because um, I heard that like a year ago and it was uh, kind of chilling. He, uh, he said it again uh, recently within the last couple days. Uh, discussions between the NFL Players uh, Association and the NFL regarding the CBA are not, um, are not going as well. Like, As they expected. They shouldn't expect them to go well. Well, I look at it this way. <laughs> the NFL is one of the biggest businesses out there. Yeah. They're going to come to an agreement. They're going to come to an agreement. Um, MLB, the, players, the players need to get more than they get. Well, because What was it? 87 was the last one? Or was it 91? Was with the MLB? What, no, work stoppage? Uh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, football. Football work stoppage? 87 or 91. I thought... They still held a Super Bowl, but it was... Was it 87 or 88? I want to say 87 then. I want to say 87. Because they... That was like... They had replacement players. And yeah. And you know, and whatnot. I want to say it was 87. It was the last time there was a work stoppage for the NFL. 94 was MLB 
and in our lifetime, we've been through two in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, one full season, one half season. Yeah. Uh, where we lost a full season in NHL, and that's what killed NHL was coming up on on very high uh, popularity and so forth, and they won. Uh, they went on a full season strike, and that's whenever like ESPN was still carrying the NHL, and so was some other cable TV channels were carrying the NHL plus your local provider for your local team, and then after that. And I can't remember. It was either the Tampa Bay won the cup, and then it went on a work stoppage, or it was Carolina won the cup, and it was on a work stoppage. And whoever, I want to say it was Carolina won the cup the first year after they were back after the year break, and then mm-hmm. Tampa Bay won the cup the year before the work stoppage here and there. And then they went on a half season work stoppage not too long ago, five years ago, five, five six years ago. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it, it was like six. Something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because I I, re- I just remember like telling Julia's brother that like there was gonna be a work stoppage. And and it didn't last the whole year. But the the year that it did last the whole when they lost an entire season, like once they picked back up, like that. I want to say it was oh five because. <sighs> no, no, I start. I started my job that I have now in oh four. And then we, like, I really wasn't sure I was going to be able to keep it because there was, like, nothing to do because hockey went away. So, I... Yeah, oh four oh five season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devils... Devils won the cup two and three. Lightning won the cup three, four. Then it went on work stoppage. Mm-hmm. And Carolina came back and won it in the five, six. Yeah. Something like that. Somewhere yeah, that's exactly there. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was and, living uh, in Jersey whenever the Devils won the cup and they were partying down the fucking beach I lived at. And I was I was working my job like just getting set up in Dormont when when Carolina won. But there were there was a year where it's just like you know work stoppage is not good for any people sport who work in not just people who work in the sport but media. You know the media, um, the bars around the arena like. They have. They're gonna have a tough time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't want to be involved with like McFadden's if Ugh. the NFL goes on a work stoppage or MLB. Or that. well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 bad for a lot of people, not just the players. Like it doesn't help anybody to lock everybody out, and the owners are doing fine. I mean, they're doing fine, and if they're having hardship owning a team, you know what? Like you, you're having what you're having trouble paying your bills because like you own an NFL team. Somebody out there, will you know, you know what you can sell it for two billion dollars, and then you can pay all the freaking electric bills you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pay off your Rolls Royce or your Bentley or your swimming pool with a trampoline. I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, someone else will step up and and buy in and. Like, I think they're going to get a deal done, but I think they're going to have to make major concessions to the players as regards um, safety, as regards pension, um, drug policy. I think marijuana is going to be legal in the NFL under the next CBA because uh, they're already, they're already, there are already at least five teams, I believe, who play in states where recreational is legal. Right. Um, 
DC, like, technically the skins don't play in DC, but, like, their players could could go and, like, legally, like, smoke weed and not get arrested in, in the district, you know, and then cross the border into Maryland and on their way to practice and get pulled over and get a DUI. Yeah. Or get caught, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of uneven... I, I don't know they, that they, they, I don't have, know they have to decriminalize I, I, marijuana. They have in the to NFL. decriminalize marijuana, I, and even the the CBD, that was the CBD oils and so forth, whatever. Totally legal. Totally legal. I'm um, on board with that stuff because you know, it, I, I, it, it's made from hemp. It's got mm-hmm. no THC. If if you get the right brand, it's got no THC. And like I don't know so much about like the pain relieving qualities of like the oils and the creams. Um, but in terms of like relaxation, like you're much better off eating a CBD gummy than, you know, like taking a Vike or yeah. something. So if, if you're, and I'm not saying it's like going to like solve I bet pain. you it's going to be a big part of the CBA coming up. I bet you it's going to be a big part okay, of Well, the, the point is that like too many teams have lost man hours to these suspensions. Oh yeah. The owners should be in favor of. I mean, the owners should want the players. The owners, the owners, and the players should be on the same page. The owners to save about money. Pot. The owners to save money from losing man hours. Yeah, but they're losing production out of guys that they paid. Yeah, but you know, Martavis it, Bryant was like a bust, basically. Not mm-hmm. not because he had bad skills. Not not like because this, he was like unwilling to show up and like learn the playbook. The weed. He couldn't stay off the weed. You know, like I'm not, I'm not saying like Levy, like Le'Veon Bell should have still gotten in trouble for DUI. Yeah, DUI is still going to be illegal. You know, just like Antonio Brown isn't allowed to drive 100 miles an hour on McKnight Road, like Le'Veon Bell is not allowed to like smoke weed while he's driving on McKnight. Exactly. Road. Okay, but you should, if you're going to do something at like your friend's house in Colorado on like your bye week, you know, and then like they test you the next week and you test positive for something that isn't performance enhancing. No, it's not in performance enhancing and it, whatsoever. It, and it's becoming more socially acceptable. Like you can't even say that it gives the league a bad reputation anymore because like, Oh, what football players are potheads. Well, guess what? So is everyone else. Yeah. I mean, there's more executives out there that I know that smoke fucking weed. Fuck yeah. Me. You know, and they don't get tested because mm-hmm. they're up, they're already hired and they're in the door and they're good. And, like, nothing about their weed smoking has hurt their performance. If, if you drug tested the restaurant industry, you would not be able to eat out. Some places do that. Some places, like, <laughs> hotels and... Oh, yeah. I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. And trust us, Siri, like... You don't want the answer. You don't want the answer. Um, but, but, no, seriously, like, yeah, hotels and stuff, all you gotta do is get in the door. And then if you get hurt at work... I know several people in the restaurant industry, if you get hurt at work, mm-hmm. they're like, no, nope, I'm cool. I'm going to use my own insurance because mm-hmm. if you go and you get hurt at work and you go use workman's comp and they test you and you're and you test positive for THC, you work at a corporate restaurant, you're fired. Yeah. It's like, now nah, I'll go use my own personal insurance. Let me take some time off and call it a day. This, this country is crazy. You know? Like for the NFL to be on the cutting edge of something like doesn't happen all that often, but like this is a chance for them to actually like, this is set a, the example, for, set the other example for other workplaces about how exactly. to handle this stuff, um, and it's and it's very very public and high profile because, you know, it's a national obsession and there's billions of dollars on the table. There's my old place of work. Nice. 
Is that, is that, oh yeah, no, that didn't look like Juju. No. No. <laughs> oh, you mean, okay, I see. Yeah, they just went to my old, the old AC, wrestling. baby. Yeah, on the link say. Uh, finish up with, with the NFL here. We did have a um, passing uh, this past week. Uh, Bart Starr passed at the age of 85 years old. Uh, Bart Starr, of course, notably uh, quarterback uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Two-time Super Bowl MVP. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Super Bowls 1 and, and two. 2. Yep, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowls 1 and 2. Two-time Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl 1 and 2. Five-time NFL champion. 61, 62, 65 to 67. Four-time Pro Bowlers, 60 to 62 and 66. First team All Pro, 66, three times. Second team All Pro, uh, NFL MVP, 66, five time NFL passer rating leader when passing was not actually a big part of the game in the 60s. And they didn't keep track of passer rating back then. Not really. Retroactively, like you can go look at his stats and, and compile them and come up with the number, which is, which is what's cool about passer rating. Right. Bart Starr, he was born. Uh, January 9th, 1934, Montgomery, Alabama. He just passed away May 26th, this past weekend, uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, 1956, he was a 17th round pick, number 200. Also, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Bart Starr coached the Green Bay Packers as a quarterback for coach in 1972 and was the head coach 1975 to 1983. Uh, his head coach rating was not very good. Uh, where is it at? I had the numbers right here. 52, 76, and 3. Four, uh, 0.408 total. That's why they don't do it anymore. Like, You never see players of his caliber like come back and coach. No. You because don't. Because you, you end up in a scenario where... like the Green Bay Packers had to fire Bart Starr at some point. Or maybe he resigned. But, you know, like, the writing was on the wall. Like, this isn't going well, and we need to go in another direction. You know, could you, could you imagine, like, the having Patriots to having to fire Tom, Tom Brady? Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it comes up in soccer because there's this whole generation of, like, really good English players who are now going into coaching um, and none of them have like gotten up to like coaching the team that they played for, but it's such an unforgiving, unforgiving business. Like every coach gets fired, you know. the The whole point of like getting a coach is so that you can fire them someday. And like people aren't sure if like Liverpool will ever like be ready to fire Steven Gerrard, but he's he's the best player in their history, or one of the best, and he he's coaching now. He's coaching in Scotland, and like. As soon as that job at Liverpool becomes vacant, like he's gonna be like the first name on the list, and you got to say like, well, if if it doesn't work out, like, what do we do? We're gonna have to fire him, and nobody wants to fire your heroes. Nobody wants to fire your heroes whatsoever. And Bart Starr was definitely like a hero, superhero, superhero. Uh, we're gonna move on to some major league baseball right now. Did you get to watch that video? I want to say it was the White Sox, but I'm not sure if it was the White Sox. What, that first pitch? Yeah. So a photographer pays the price on the worst first pitch ever. Um, And then, so today on Get Up, I got to see they actually had the camera angle. Oh, cool. Of the photographer. Yeah. Because 
you know, these guys have these high-tech cameras. Amanda has one sitting right there on the table mm-hmm. where you can just, like, lay your finger on the button and just a oh yeah shots. And they had the shots of, like, just the ball coming closer and closer and closer. I forget who it was who threw out the first pitch. It was a woman. I heard she was, like, employee of the month or something. Okay. In, like, the office. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It was, it was on a talk show. It might have just been, yeah. like, a joke. Yeah. Uh, but did, she threw out the first it. pitch and was and was in front of the mound, still on the dirt, but in front of the the, the rubber, and went and threw out the first pitch and and anybody who's thrown a baseball has done it, held the ball too long and thrown it completely the opposite direction. No, 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 no. Um, but That's, this was just bad. No, I'm I'm no like pitching guru, Ray Searage type. Yeah. But like just from like my casual perspective, the number one mistake that first pitch throwers make when it goes horribly wrong is they don't point their opposite shoulder to the, the right direction Correct. when they start their delivery. Well, no, the first mistake is probably that they don't even freaking practice once. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, always practice. Like, in life, no matter what it is you do, like, you need to practice to get good at something. Yes. But, like, Go part, out. Throw part, a if you, if you are going to get serious about practicing, like... The first thing I need to say about your mechanics is that, like, you need to, like, square yourself properly and, like, you know, and, you know, and I grew up playing and you don't, ball. you don't have to, you don't have to do a wind up, no, you know, I grew up playing ball. I grew up pitching. I grew up playing every position there is on a ball field and it's all squaring up your body yeah. and your, 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 uh, non-dominant throwing hand. You don't have to do a leg kick. You don't, you don't, you don't have yeah. to like twist your hips 90 degrees. Just, yeah. Just face the right direction. Um, you know, it, and it applies to me now playing golf. Where, like, the other day, I hit this beautiful, crisp, clean shot. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting out 210 yards. I'm like, I'm going to pull the five iron out. I should land it on the front of the green, let it roll up. Would have worked out great if my shoulder wasn't pointed the wrong direction and I pulled the ball left and yeah. went 200 yards in the wrong direction out of bounds. Um, same thing with throwing a baseball. Uh, you just... But the, the camera angles on that were fun. Uh, I saw the camera angles, like I said, of the ball actually coming to the camera. And, of course, we've all seen the the, the cameraman getting hit in yeah. the camera. Um, so there's that. That was funny. It happened this week. Uh, and then something not too funny. A few things not too funny, actually. Um, the Phillies, uh, center fielder uh, Obadel Herrera uh, is on a, whatever baseball calls administrative leave. Um, after an arrest on a simple assault charges during a domestic incident. <sighs> you think these guys would learn? You think any guy would learn? It doesn't matter if you're a pro ball player or if you're Matt and I sitting on the couch or if you're some 18-year-old kid. Domestic situations happen. Remove yourself from them as soon as you can. And... Whatever you can do to calm down the situation, but remove yourself from it because it's gonna look bad for you. Yeah, being, you know, like if guy, your words are doesn't matter. If your words aren't getting through, if your words aren't getting through, then you know you have to fucking like table the discussion. Yeah, come back to it when you're both like you know, I, I mean, calm down. I mean, you've been in a serious relationship for quite some years now. I've been in yeah. a serious relationship for quite some years now, and relationships. Have issues. You get you got to get to a point you where you're like, an we got to talk about this later. Yeah, talk and about it later. I'll sleep on the couch tonight. You go to bed. Yeah. Or you know what? Here's the deal. It's ten o'clock at night. 
I'm gonna go take a walk. Uh huh. You know, or you go take a walk, or whatever. You or should, we both go take a walk, we both but we walk take opposite walk. directions. And we walk opposite directions. Whatever it is, <clears throat> you can't put yourself in because. But like these are like, these are young guys, okay? These are young guys. Like, and I, we I, actually have like something on them. Like we don't have their yeah, talent. We have, yeah, we have age. But on we them. have age and, and wisdom. wisdom on them. And like, we've we've been through these relationships, and we've we've been in places where like you know this isn't working out, and you get really mad about something. But like you know, like just you, you need to like move on without having it be a black mark against your career. Okay. Right. I don't know what happened. Like, he's suspended from baseball. Um, you know, he's a good player, so people are going to have, like, opinions about him being suspended. And it's it's an unfortunate part of our culture that, you know, there's going to be people who, and I'm not just saying because he's a Philly and Philly's fans are, like, you know. Rabid. Like, knuckle draggers. But, like, he's going to, there are going to be people who are going to say, like, what's the big deal? You know, right. he's just getting railroaded. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: people said about Ray Rice. Yeah, and then the they video? saw the video. And they saw the video. Same thing uh, uh, with uh, um, running back last year, Tyreek Hill. Ty- no, running back oh. last year for Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Who's out Toledo that a Cleveland Browns signed? Yeah, and he had an is- issue with in a Cleveland hotel because um, he's from Cleveland, and uh, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Tyree Kill's got his own set of issues, and that involves child abuse, which, hmm, that's even worse. That's even <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, like, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, yes, like, that, that. that's even worse. They're, like, the Chiefs had um, some some issues. Yeah. Uh, and um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, okay. Yes, running back, and he had his own issues. And even, like, okay, like. Yeah, Kareem um, Hunt's looking at four-game suspension. That's what it is. Tyree Kill might not ever play the game again. Yeah. Um, who who was know. the guy from Oklahoma who like punched the girl like on tape? But it, it was at like a bar, and he said that like she called him a racial slur. Yeah, and it's still it's still like it's not okay. No, you it's know not like okay. it sucks. Like racism fucking blows. Yeah, like I hate it. Okay, like I I might you know. I might punch somebody just for being, like, racist around me if I've had enough drinks in me just because, like, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you've got to, like, you got to be able to walk away. Think about... And it's and I'm not saying that I'm able to walk away from everything that happens, but, you know, it's 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 part of, like, growing up and being a professional. Well, I mean, you think, know, think, think, about a, think about just being in one of our favorite bars in Dormont, for that matter. And they have a uh, music night, and one of our favorite singers who just never has his own night, but just shows up and sings all the time, and is dressed to the nines mm-hmm. all the time. And somebody's in there, and like, who's this fucking blah 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 blah? And then you sit there and be like, shut the fuck up. That's one of the greatest people you're ever gonna meet in your life. And you smack mm-hmm. him over here with a beer bottle. It happens. Did that really happen? No, it didn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I wasn't there that no, night. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Like, you know, if. You know, Mister So and So showed up and was dressed in nines, and somebody started to run their mouth and and started to like be like, "Who's this?" Blah 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 showing up. Like yeah. it's like, dude, do you know where you're at? Mm-hmm. Like stop. Like yeah. I'd say stop. Don't. Well, that's do why. That. That's why. That's you know? why people like but, us need to speak up so that people like, um, you know, that player from Oklahoma, yeah, whose name escapes me. I like, yeah, I, I know you're talking don't about don't feel like they have to fight everybody. You know, definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot going on there, and like, 
I just whether she really said that or not, like it just it's it's not yeah. a good situation. Yeah, and then to be you got in. and then you got guys like Zeke Elliott who's been in the news multiple times for different things, and he took a big game, a lot of game suspension, and then he ended up following that up with being at a uh, Mardi Gras party, and there's video of him like groping in ladies' boobs that are like yeah. You know, pulling her shirts up and everything and, else. And, and he, he shoved, shoved the security guard. He shoved the security guard. In Vegas. And, and in between, in between all these incidents, like, he was really good at football. Yeah. And he jumped into the Salvation Army bucket. And, like, you know, yeah. that became, like, a thing. Um, you but know, to not he, get, he was able to raise money off of that. But to not get too far off the beaten path here. Um, Whoa. You know, we'll just say that, like... Any assault is bad. It doesn't matter who it's on. Um, and if you're a professional sports athlete, you're underneath a bigger microscope than anybody out there. Um, so I don't just, know if they. I don't know if they're teaching them these things. Like uh, I played sixth grade basketball and learned. And shit. my coach taught taught us that like, mm. you know, don't like, touch Billy. In the athletics shower. magnifies you. Yeah, yeah. like it if does. you play, if you his and his point, it was like at report card time. You know, and kids were getting suspended from extracurriculars because they didn't have like good enough grades. And he's just saying, like, look, like if you didn't play basketball, you could like fail all you want, and nobody would know but your parents and your teachers. But because you play a sport, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Like when they come to the games, like when your friends come to the games, like and you're not dressed, they're gonna know that like you got a D in this or that class. You know, so like. When you play a sport, everything you do in life is magnified. Is magnified. If I jump up on a stage at stage AE, like I just get my ass beat and then sent home, hopefully in like a car that's not a cop car. Right. You know, um, if Juju does it, like the whole arena starts chanting, you know, <laughs> against his perceived <laughs> biggest enemy. Right. You know, because athletics magnifies you. Well, back to Major League Baseball. Another sad thing that happened, other than. Um, Herrera getting suspended was we lost another uh, great professional athlete was Bill Buckner uh, passed away over the weekend at age 69 uh, Bill Buckner is most well known for the 86 World Series uh, the ground ball between his legs booted um, up the right field line which allowed Gary Carter to score which forced the game seven and, of course, the Mets went on to win the 86 World Series, which hence went on to continue the curse of the Bambino. Uh, so, so, Bill Buckner did pass away. He had a hell of a career. He had a 289 batting average, 2,715 hits, 174 home runs, 1,208 RBIs. He played for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, Boston Red Sox, California Angels, Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox again. He actually re- he was actually a rookie in 1969 and retired in 1990, finishing his career with the Red Sox. But his famed issues were with the Red Sox in that 86 World Series. He played for them from 84 to 87. Um, so he had a stellar career, 22 years, played outfield and first base. Um, you know... Uh, I, whenever this came across my, my board, I was like, hmm, who's the third? Yeah. There's always three. It might not be a professional sports athlete, but... Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think about that stuff too, but there's like... 
you know, that could be personal. That could just be like three people you care about, you know, like it, it could be like two athletes and like a singer who you like. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or it could like be, you know, like a front office person. Like I'm not wishing anyone, anyone, anything, but yeah. Oh man. We have that. Uh, so we're going to move on to a little bit here. Our final uh, segment going on. We got the Pirates news. Pirates went one for, uh, went one for five on a six game homestand last week. One win over the Rockies, dropping three straight to the Dodgers. Uh, then went on the road to Cincy, splitting a doubleheader and the series 2-2. Two, two. Uh, the Bucks head back home for seven games. Uh, you got four with the Brewers coming up, three with the Braves. Francisco Cervelli is on the 10-day DL for his injury after being hit with a bat um, behind home plate. It happens. It happens. You're a catcher. Here's the thing with Cervelli. And Amanda and I were talking about this the other day on our way down to our Memorial Day party. Um, Yes, surprisingly, Amanda likes to talk baseball and sports. um, Especially whatever she sees. Not a surprise at all. And whatnot. I mean, she's she's on social media and she hangs out with you. And and I mentioned Francisco Cervelli and her ears perk up. Yeah. <laughs> like every other woman in Pittsburgh. For real, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a game. I was at a game once, and I, it, I was at Bike Pittsburgh night, and I was I was sitting in like the bike section. Mm-hmm. I took my dad, but like you know, we, we were sitting in sitting in the bike section, and this girl just stands up during Cervelli's at bat, and she just screams like, she's like, "Keep your beautiful blue eyes on the ball, Francisco." <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I can completely say that as a guy with no issues whatsoever, he has some beautiful. They are. Eyes. They're piercing. They're soothing. They are. they are. Like if he tells you everything's gonna be okay, uh, and you if tend you wa- to believe him. And if you watch the show Deadliest Catch, the guy on there, Jake Anderson, who's uh-huh. now a captain of the boat, who yeah. started with the Northwestern boat, mm-hmm. he has some of the same piercing, crisp blue eyes ever oh too. Uh, but yes, we digressed. But <laughs> blue eye digression. But we're back. <laughs> uh, Francisco Cervelli's on the ten day DL after that injury behind home plate. That's his biggest. Francisco Cervelli's biggest knock on his career is he's never been available for a whole season. It's the way he plays the game. It's the way he gets into it. Um, I've watched Francisco Cervelli take a catcher's interference, reaching out to grab a ball and having a bat hit his hand and break it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched him dive into a base and get stomped on. And, you know, It's just the way he plays the game. It's his nature. Um, he's one of the older Pirates on the team. Yeah, He's over 30. I don't want to say he's over 35. I don't know for sure. Um, it, it's a little disheartening. But yeah. he'll be back. He'll be back. And, and you know what? You know, my, and we my, got Diaz is... His backup and Diaz yeah. is doing great, and Stallings still somehow in yeah. the system. Yeah, he's there too. My, my dad's like on on Sunday. He's like, you know, I think Cervelli just needs to be done for the year, and I'm just like, what, what's he gonna do? Go home to Venezuela? Like, come Seriously, on, man. Where, where, where's Cervelli going? Yeah, uh, like he'll still he'll still be back before Lonnie Chisenhall. Mark my words. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got guys like uh, Dickerson. What, what, what's going to happen when he comes back? The Pirates just made a pitching move. They traded uh, money and a player to be named later to get 
guy from the like Orioles. Jeffrey Martinez yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, from the Orioles. And they had to send a guy down. Um, it's been when, like... When Dickerson comes back, what are you going to do? Send Reynolds They down? need to build a hyperloop. Fuck Pittsburgh to Columbus. They need to build the hyperloop from like Pittsburgh to Indianapolis. <laughs> just so the Pirates can have like... Just so they can have a full bullpen mm-hmm. every night. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. It is. The, the, the way they're trading guys in and out of there... Um, and we're supposed to have one of the most stellar bullpens in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and the bullpen is fucking up. Yeah, uh, we're not getting the offensive support. Um, Josh Bell, aside from Josh Bell, who can't do everything, Josh Bell is having a MVP. Let's knock on wood here. Caliber, MVP caliber year. Um, does he go on to win the MVP? I hope so. Um, he's having an MVP caliber year. He's 18 home runs. Um, he has the most in Major League Baseball. He has the most home runs in the month of May. He has two of five home runs hitting the Allegheny River from home plate. Uh, and they were a week apart. You know. Only because the team went on the road. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's hard to hit the Allegheny River from, like, San Diego. That's true. You can't even hit the bay in San Diego. But <laughs> um, here's another one that I read. Uh, Neil Huntington. Pirates GM, if you didn't know that. Um, he is trying to get the con- uh, the concussion protocol changed by allowing ones that have been pulled out of a game because of the concussion protocol to and they pass their shit mm-hmm. to be allowed to re-enter the game. Because we all know that in baseball, when you're pulled from a game, you're not allowed to re-enter. But if yeah. you're pulled from the game for a medical reason, you go down and you pass your concussion protocol that you should be allowed to re-enter the game. I don't like it. Uh, that's where baseball purists are going to come in and be like, nope, you left, the, you got pulled from the game, injured or not. I'm not, not saying, I'm not saying leave concussion players in. No, definitely. But like, if you're out, you're out. That's baseball, man. It is. You know, soccer, soccer's doing soccer. Soccer's doing something with this, and maybe it's because I like didn't grow up on soccer the way I grew up on baseball, but like I'm for it in soccer because in soccer you only get three subs, mm-hmm. and like once once they're gone they're gone. So in soccer, like they they want to make it so you could like, you know, bring bring a sub on temporarily, while someone is in concussion protocol. And that would just, like, speed up the game for television. Like, if, if they take, you know, eight minutes... Like, I just saw a game, like, not too long ago where they spent about eight minutes checking a guy out. And you're, like, thinking, like, okay, well, they're just going to add this on in stoppage time. But then the guy, like, he, he plays and he runs around for maybe two more minutes and then he's just like, nope, you got to take me off. Like, I'm, I'm totally concussed. Um... You know, players players want to try to stay on, and you should you should there should be a way that you can like say like no 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 you need you need to like go get checked out, and you know, I don't I don't necessarily think that that means you get to go back in the game. If like you think you broke your hand, you know, they take you out. Yeah. And then and then the swelling goes down the next morning, and you're like, oh, it was just like badly bruised and not broken. Okay, like you don't you don't get to like go back in like the ninth inning and pinch hit, 
because you're like, hey, guess what? Remember when I got hit in the thumb in the second inning? Like, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm back. Like, you don't get to do that. So, like, maybe maybe just expand the roster by a couple guys. You know? Would you like to see a 28-man roster? I don't care how many guys are on the roster. I'm not the one cooking. I'm not, I'm not setting up the buffet. Right now. It's 25 right now. Well, I think, I think that they're already, you know, they're doing 26 when there's a doubleheader. Yep. Um, you know, the way the teams are managing their pitching staffs now, like, I think that, like, you know, there's people who wouldn't mind having, like, 13, 14 pitchers at their, at, at their availability. Um, I mean, I know, I know they're, you know, making rules about how many pitching changes you're allowed to do, like, in an inning, but just with, with all the emphasis on not overusing pitchers, like, I think it makes more sense to add a pitcher or two. And, you know, like, take the concussion issue and use that as justification for adding a couple bench players. Well, and that also comes into a utility player, somebody that can go play catcher, somebody that can yeah. go play first base. Second it's base, more jobs base. for the union, Steve. It is. You know, like, I, I don't see how, like, you know, increasing the number of roster spots is bad for anybody, you know? The guy with the concussion gets to go get treated, you know. the The guy who's like borderline between AAA and the majors gets to be in the majors. Yeah. So it was Jeffrey Ramirez that the Pirates traded for. He's zero and two this season, six point nine seven ERA. But he plays for the he plays for the Orioles. Wins and losses don't really matter for relievers. Uh, that ERA is a red flag. It is a red flag. Um, but yeah, I, I don't expect an Orioles reliever to have a lot of wins. So then also you have um, Dustin Pedroia. Uh, he's shutting himself down. Um, Is he done for good? Well, from what the report I get from ESPN is former AL MVP and Rookie of the Year says he will shut down rehab on chronically injured left knee and he's pondering his future. Not a good sign. Not sounds a good like sign. he's retiring. It sounds like he's going to retire midseason. Um, you know... Um, is he on the DL? Uh, he is on the like DL. the longest, longest like sixty day. I think he's on thirty right now. Thirty, so they so they can still move him to the sixty. They can still move. He can ride out most of the season before he has to like make, make a, a decision. decision. Exactly before they have to make a decision. Uh, and uh, and they'll watch, have September call ups too. Did you watch any of the uh, Pirates Red series at all? Yeah, we had a doubleheader. Yeah, I watched and, a lot of it, and there was a lot of afternoon games, which is awesome this year. Mm-hmm. So how about the Pirates Red series? It's been heated the last few years. Yeah. And it's still heated. Um, there was guys getting some big brushbacks. He mm-hmm. had a couple hit by pitches today and so forth. He had the dude the other night that hit three home runs. and then Derek got, Dietrich. Yep. And he got whacked again. I mean. Well, he he hot-dogged it on, like, what, like the first, what, like the doubleheader. I forget which game. He had three hit. home runs. That was that was last night. Yeah, like the the game before that. It was the second game of the doubleheader on Memorial Day. He hot dogged it around the bases. He watched his shot and then he ran really slow. John Wayner and Greg Brown, like <laughs> I have never before watched a baseball game and felt like this isn't really for me. Like they were so like up in arms about 
like the the tempo of this guy's home run trot that I was just like you know this isn't this isn't really my kind of programming <laughs> you know like I, I want to watch a baseball game like I, I want to hear about baseball I don't want I don't want to hear you know all this outrage like this I'm not I'm not listening to a Pittsburgh talk show right like this is this is not like open lines on the fan okay and I mean like I just feel like some some of the like positions that the Pirates announcers take in order to like rile up the fan base like this ban the DH thing like I hate to tell you bro like the DH is coming to the National League like yeah, within two to. years it'll be here in two years be here shortly mark my words and like I just I and John Wayner like and they're like oh John Wayner you're you're from the hard scrabble streets of Carrick <laughs> and I'm just like here we go well. Here we go, like you know. Well, I mean, you know, the Pirates Red Series has been has been heated for the last five six years, and especially after that Johnny Cueto game, that's pretty much what really started it. Um, no, what started it was beating McCutcheon. Well, and not having jo- any retaliation. Yeah, that Johnny Cueto game though was kind of what really started it, and then it's and then McCutcheon was with us years after that. But anyway, here and there, um, it's fun to watch. It's hard to baseball. Yeah, um, I like it. I'm okay with it. Um, they didn't have any fights in the four-game yeah, series. They didn't have any fights. It was good. Some people got brushed back. Some people got hit. It happens. It's baseball. Deal with it. Uh, another fun thing that happened at PNC Park this past uh, on their last homestand over the past weekend. Um, there was a prom. Did you know that? I saw that. Yeah. Um, so there was a girl that was going to her senior prom at North Catholic High School, and Sorry she was to hear that. 18 years old. Um, North Catholic High School is a um, Male and female Catholic high school. Um, her prom date, who also graduated from North Catholic high school, but was in his freshman year of college, he was 19 years old. She was not allowed to bring him as her date because he was too old to go to the prom. So they said, fuck you, and went to PNC Park and went to the ball game in their tux and in her dress and so forth. And then they also got to dance in between one of the innings where they played a prom song and they got to dance at home plate. What song did they play? I don't know. I, I, what? Yeah. Because, like, there was a vote in my high school and, like, Freebird finished second. Right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I went to an um, all-boys high school. This yeah, is what happens. Yeah, yeah you went to This Central. is what happens when you've got an all-boys high school. Yeah, yeah. Like, Freebird is almost yeah, your prom and, song. And also, you could only take girls from Oakland Catholic to your That prom. is not true. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> now, <laughs> Oakland Catholic girls okay so here's how it was so with with like the social dances not date dances like girls from any school could go to a central dance but only central boys could go to oakland dances hmm. so like central dances there were girls from shady side academy there were girls from ellis there were, you know probably girls from like shenley or like alder dice whatever um a friend of mine went to like a gateway like homecoming and he had to get a character reference from our assistant principal. That's messed up. And our assistant principal, he was like, oh, you're a character, all right. <laughs> but yeah, so like, you know, di- different rules apply to different schools. Like, I'm not going to lie. I went to North Hills prom when I was a freshman in college. Um, nobody gave me a hard time about it. You know, like, it happens. Like, seniors date juniors, and then they graduate, and like... Despite what your RA tells you, like, not every couple is destined to be, like, broken up by Thanksgiving. Not at okay? all. Okay, like, a not lot of them all. are. A lot of them are. 
but it's not always the case. So yeah, sometimes like your high school sweetheart just finished a year at like whatever college and like, you know what? If you want to go to the North Catholic prom, like that's your fault for going to North Catholic and that's all I'll say on the issue. Uh, well, also this past weekend was Memorial Day weekend. There's some big events that go on Memorial Day and I just had it here. There it is. Um, we had the Indianapolis 500 transpired this weekend uh open wheel racing uh, at the famed two and a half mile oval track in indianapolis simon uh pagino pagino uh was your 2000 uh was, was your 2019 champion he held off your 2016 champion alexander rosie to win the 103rd running of the indianapolis 500 didn't see a second of it but i heard that like there there was like a caution with like 20 laps or so and that the last 20 laps were just like those two dudes that you mentioned like pretty much just back and forth uh and then you have the night race uh because you know nascar can't be outshined um they hold the coca-cola 600 at charlotte motor speedway martin truex jr uh won that race um truex went four wide on a restart four laps to go take the lead and held off for his second uh for his second win uh in two years at that uh apparently you had uh jj watt announced his engagement now if you looked on twitter uh and his instagram his pictures were awesome he was on an island somewhere with him and his fiance um he announced his engagement and then yes uh carl yastrzemski's grandson mike yastrzemski um gets his first hit as part of three of four uh, day in a Giants loss. So, we had that going on for us. That still doesn't bother me as much as, like, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., because that makes me feel old. <laughs> I never saw Carl Yastrzemski play. Um, but I gotta imagine that if, like, you were a Red Sox fan in the 70s, and now, like, Yaz's grandson is in the majors, like, you, you gotta feel kind of old. Did I see Yaz play? I'm only a year older than you. So, when did he retire? That's a good question. I just, I mean, his his heyday was like the seventies, right? Oh yeah, his heyday was definitely the seventies. Um, of course, I hit Google and it comes up with like, oh, his grandson just hit a home run. Yeah, you know. Um, So you're looking up, you Google Yaz, like you're not looking at the 80s band, you're looking for the baseball player. <laughs> 83. 83. Okay. So, you were not really like... I was not really in-depth involved in baseball at that point. Um, but he played for the Red Sox from 61 to 83, and it's the only team he played for. Um, I started following the Red Sox about 1984-ish. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I've seen him play. I just don't remember it. Because um, honestly, I don't. I remember Willie Stargell playing. Yeah. I remember, you know. I don't remember him playing. I remember when he was like the first base coach of the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> and it was on like yeah, I TBS. Actually, I actually it was remember. It was on Turner. We'd always watch Braves games. Yeah, I remember And my watching... dad was like, that's Willie Stargell. He used to play for the Pirates and he was one of their best hitters ever. I remember watching really Stargell play. I remember yeah. watching Bradshaw play. 
I mean... Now, I had a Willie Starzl baseball card that someone gave me when I was, like, three. From I, I have Willie Stargell and Kemp Tacovey from, like, the 1983 Fleer set. But I I don't remember, like, watching them play. You know, like, they, they were just, like, random cards that were in the same stack as, like, all the players I actually did remember, such as Bob Walk and, like, Barry Bonds. Like, rookie Barry Bonds. Right. All right, folks. Uh, that's enough from us. We got uh, a lot more to uh, research and watch this week going on. We had a big Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we got a lot of... By the time you listen to us again, the NBA Finals should be close to being over. Same with the Stanley Cup Finals. May or may not be over. I hope we get... I don't know. I, hope, I hope we get some Game 7s. That'd be awesome. Yeah, a Game, um, a game 7 is always fun. Yes, I'm. I am not so invested in watching the Bruins lose that like I wouldn't accept a game seven. I, I would love to see the Bruins lose no matter what, but I'm not invested in it. Yeah. So yeah, if they um, win, if they win a Stanley Cup, you know, I'm, I've I've learned to tune out the Boston fans. Pirates are at home for seven games coming up. Um, go down to the North Shore, hang out at the bars and restaurants and so forth, and. And don't go to the and games. Don't because go into the game. boycotting because I'm boycotting um, the stadium. <laughs> it is Stranger Things night. Oh, on Friday, I believe it is. So there's going to be like an Eggo waffle bar of some sort, like before the game. Right on. I guess you don't have to go inside for that. I don't know. No, I don't think you will. All right, folks, have a great week. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week with more hot takes and good things going on in sports. Check out our friends at Silvertron Media Studios in Beachview. Find out what's going on with them and their podcasts going on, such as Awesome Cast, uh, Wrestle Mayhem, Fishing Without Bait, several others going on, as well as don't forget to check out BoldPittsburgh.com, BoldPGH.com, and uh, find out what we have going on. Amanda just wrote a beautiful article about Southern Tier Brewing down on North Shore where you can go watch the Pirate Games inside and have great beer and cocktails and food during the whole game itself. And also check out our partnership that we have with Jay Lee Bakery over McKee's Rocks, where you can order Jay Lee Bakery bread right from us and have it delivered to your house or pick up in McKee's Rocks. Have a great week, folks. Good night. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.